Hello and welcome to the Skellington Grin Podcast, a place for conversation, exploration, and connection through spirituality. I'm your host, Alice B. Skellinger, and today I wanted to talk about the self-concept. I want to discuss what is the self-concept and how it can be shaped and what you can do to change your self-concept if the current concept that you have is no longer working for you. Without further ado, let's dive right into this episode. So what do I mean when I say self-concept? In short, your self-concept is the belief system that you have surrounding yourself and your self-worth, your self-esteem, and how you feel about yourself in relationship to things in your life. So take for, take for instance, if you have a belief that says that you are able to achieve what it is that you desire, and you know that you're confident, and every day you wake up confident that you're going to have a good day, and that you will be able to meet new people, and discuss new things, and bring forth your ideas, and be productive, and do all of these things that you want to do in your day. You've set that goal for yourself, and you're confident about it. Then you're going to feel good even if you only achieve half of those goals today. And if you have a self-concept that says, oh, well, I don't feel that I'm going to be able to get everything done that I want to do today, or your, your self-concept says, oh, well, I feel bad because I didn't do everything that I said that I was going to do. I only got 20% of that work done, and I feel like I've gotten nowhere, then you might find that your day is going to be a lot a lot, I don't want to say bad, but definitely not as positive as you would have wanted it to be. And that can be extremely detrimental if you are hoping to have a positive and abundant life, but you don't believe that you're worthy of it. And oftentimes our self-concept develops over the course of time um, and can be changed. So what do do I mean by that? Um, Our self-concept develops as early as childhood. And we learn how to view ourselves from the ways in which we are treated and disciplined by by our parents and by our grandparents and by the adults in our life. We learn how to be in the social world and we learn social cues and we learn... Um, right from wrong and we learn um, how fire can hurt us (laughs) you know from our parents and if we are yelled at as children as opposed to being talked to and 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 taught then we develop more of this concept that says okay well every time I do something even something minor I'm gonna be yelled at and therefore I might not be able to speak to other people and I might not be able to trust other people to not yell at me when I do something or I always have to be on guard because every time I do something even something little I'm going to be yelled at for it and we learn that and there are 
there are ways in which it can affect us and and it does affect us as adults and and then we wind up going on this journey of relearning and unlearning these different patterns of behavior and these and these different thought processes and that's not to say that your self-concept is always going to be this this detriment because some kids grow up learning learning a different self-concept and and they wind up learning how to ask for help and how to ask for permission and how to be okay with the word no and how to be okay with different things and they learn healthy boundaries but it really does start with childhood and adolescence where we learn that self-concept and then we take it into our adulthood and from that self-concept we create these relationships with other things and people so for example if we believe that we are worthy of love then we're going to attract a lot of healthy relationships and we're going to have healthy friendships and and if we wind up feeling that a friendship isn't healthy then we're going to be like eh, look i i i respect you and you're and you're cool but this friendship is is proving to be unhealthy for me i'm going to remove myself from this friendship because this this friendship isn't healthy for me but if we have a negative self-concept and we have a negative view on love and we haven't really been taught enough love in our lives that was unconditional or even um, consistent, then we will stay in these relationships that might not be healthy because we feel like, okay, well, we can fix it. Okay, well, maybe if we just fix something about ourselves, then they'll love us more. And, you know, the, the self-concept can, can create those you know, what we will call people-pleaser mindsets. And the self-concept can also create these mindsets where we go into the world and we actually wind up achieving these great goals and we wind up having this confidence. But it all boils down to what we learn and how we take it and how we take it into our belief system. And you can, as an adult learn and unlearn so many different things and the reason I'm talking about this today is because I have gone on my own journey learning about law of attraction law of assumption self-concept manifestation affirmation all of these different things and I got to a point where I was done with resentments about myself and other people from the past. And I, I knew that holding on to those resentments and holding on to that anger and holding on to that pain and grief was just going to keep me in this lack mindset and keep me in this state of being where I wasn't happy. And now, after the last seven months, I'm still building myself up, you know, financially and and different things, but I've felt so much happier than I have in a very long time because I'm starting to switch that self-concept from one that felt that I was unworthy of success and that success only came from a paycheck and 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 that I had to stick with the same types of of jobs to be happy and healthy and successful and I realized that no, that wasn't it. 
Hang on one second. I do have to take a sip of my drink. But I I recognized that I had a very negative self-concept. And it wasn't just something that I learned from childhood, but it was something that I learned over the course of my life um, from different interactions. And the most negativity came from the ways in which I interacted with people in college. And the person that I was um, from the ages of 21 to about 26. <laughs> and, and I was just like, wow, wait a minute. <laughs> Um, did I really do all of that? <laughs> did I really do that to myself? Did I really put myself through that detriment? And yes, I did. And so without going into too much detail, um, my, my college experience was not all bad. I will say that there were so many good things and, and there are, there are things that I like absolutely miss um and people that I absolutely miss and and fun things that I was able to do on campus that I miss and um things that I look back on with a fondness um such as uh different events that I did with friends on campus um my favorite thing that I ever did on campus was probably um there was one year that I was living on campus that they actually held a Halloween party for campus residents and that was like super fun just being able to be there with my friends and and dance and dress up and just have fun and oh my god that was one of my favorite things that I've ever done (laughs) um and I also would sometimes you know in between studying and and hanging out and having dinner and and doing things and living on campus and being there on weekends um when uh the music building would be open for for practice rooms um I would go play piano uh, and I would just I would just be by myself and I would just exist in that room and just play piano and just muck around um and I loved it but there were also some experiences that I was having in my personal life, especially in regards to relationships that were making things difficult for me. And I was treating myself in a way that I knew that I didn't deserve, but I did it anyway. Um, I was back and forth in an abusive relationship in my first year of college. Um, And in my second semester of college, I wound up losing a very important person in my life. And, that that really brought me down and the person that I was in a relationship with was very emotionally unavailable and I thought that I deserved that um and when I had friends around me who were more emotionally available than than that person was it was just mind-boggling but I I recognize now that my concept of myself had a lot to do with how people treated me then and a lot to do with how I treated myself and therefore the treatment that I tolerated and the treatment that I stayed with and the treatment that I thought that I deserved. I felt that I was in that relationship and I just needed to stay in it and I needed to make it work and I needed to be a better person and I needed to be a better partner 
and I also believed that he needed to do XYZ thing because that would show me that he was better and then I even had um, so many friends that were like you deserve so much better why are you why are you doing this to yourself <laughs> and, like, and and they were right um, but it was all the way up until I was about 26 that I really had these self-concepts for so long and actually no yeah well yeah up until I was 26 because I I didn't carry this on I'm I'm 27 now I'll be 28 later in this year but um (laughs) I keep saying I'm 28 no I'm not 28 yet (laughs) but um I I recognized that I continued to have these these habits that I didn't want to have um, because of my self-concept and the way that I treated myself and what happened was this I continued to have unhealthy coping mechanisms when it came to anxiety and depression I continued to attract um, relationships and not even just relationships but like friendships that kept me in those mindsets that I was still in when I was 21 and at 21 especially um, that was my first semester of college I turned 21 in the middle of that semester almost towards the tail end of that semester and um, well in the middle I I will say in the middle because November is in the middle right Um, (laughs) well if you start in late August and you get out in like middle of December then yeah it would be the middle but I digress Um, I, I turned 21 my first semester of college so, woo, turning 21, I'm legally able to drink. <laughs> and, and I would go and, and I would go out with friends and I would drink. And I would go out with friends and I would smoke. And I would smoke cigarettes and, and marijuana. Um, so I, I knew that I was using these habits as escapes because of what I was going through. And because of what I was dealing with, I was dealing with so many different things all at once. I was dealing with the freedom of being away from home. I was dealing with the, um, the anxieties of, oh my gosh, this is my first time in college. So, oh my gosh, that was, that was anxiety. Um, (laughs) that, that was so, that was such an experience, you know, because it was just like, oh my God, I'm in college and and I'm in school on my own and I'm doing it on my own and I'm 21 and I'm I'm free and I'm living on campus and I have all of these different things that I can do here and I was also dealing with um, depression because I was back and forth in an abusive relationship that I felt I couldn't get out of and that I felt that was because that was a person who showed me a lot of attention and we had great chemistry (laughs) um, without having a lot of compatibility. Uh, I felt that I deserved to just stay in that relationship so I was constantly back and forth with this person. And I was using all kinds of different things like playing video games and um, I wasn't playing video games for entertainment. I was playing video games to escape into fantasy worlds. <laughs> I was um, drinking to placate how I felt. I was smoking to, you know, feel numb to the feelings as opposed to 
actually dealing with my anxiety head on. And it wasn't until I was about 22 that I actually started going to therapy. And um, I just treated myself in this way that I really knew that I didn't need to treat myself. But yet I didn't know how else to treat myself. And I got into several other relationships. Well, well, one more relationship, actual long-term relationship, um, in college after that abusive one. And I changed so much about myself within that relationship as well. And one of the big things that I did was I presented myself in a more masculine way. And even though I do identify with a bit of masculinity and I do embrace my masculinity when it does come out because I I don't identify as just being super feminine or hyper masculine I'm just like hey I can do both like the Tadra call song I can do both but um I can do both I can do both <laughs> anyway but um I I identified as being more masculine within that relationship because I was dating a girl at the time and she was struggling with her femininity and I felt like I had to present myself as being more masculine to be able to help her. And that all had to do with my self-concept. And the reason why I'm sharing my personal experience with self-concept before I go into how you can change your self-concept if it's not working for you is because your self-concept has a lot to do with the experiences that you have in your life. And if you have this concept that you deserve a certain type of treatment, it's because of something that you may have learned, absolutely. You know, you may have learned that you deserve this type of treatment. And then you don't know how to get away from that. And even if you have people in your life, even your family members, telling you that you don't deserve that type of treatment. Um, but you feel like you made your bed, you lay in it. It's hard for you to see any type of different concept. But as I grew older and as I... After the end of that second long-term relationship that I had in college because I had two long-term relationships in college one that started outside of college and then you know followed me into college and that was the back and forth one and then one that lasted me almost two two years of college um from 2016 to 2018 after that relationship I hooked up with a couple of people, but I didn't get into a new relationship. And I've been single now for four years. And after that relationship, after getting out of that one, I told myself that I wasn't going to get into another relationship until I was really ready and until I had come to a point where I was more confident in myself, where I was doing something that I really wanted to do, where I was doing things that I loved, and I learned to love myself. And not for the sake of somebody else, but for the sake of myself. And I kept to that. I kept to that. And during that time, I worked on these different habits and I noticed my self-concept and I noticed 
different things and I noticed patterns. And I've spent four years noticing concepts and patterns and things that I was continuing to fall back on and habits that I was continuing to fall back on that were very detrimental and very hurtful. And I, I started drinking again and I started smoking again and I started doing things again and I started, you know, casually hooking up with people and I even hooked up with my ex. <laughs> like, that was, mm, girl, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, I look at that and I'm like, why did you do that? But it was that, I guess, that want to, to be around somebody that I knew did have an attraction for me but like the fact that all they were focused on like this was an ex that kind of like wanted to have their cake and eat it too and um that was that was just not gonna go into the full story but basically I hooked up with this person because they wanted to have their cake and eat it too and I was lonely and I said what the hey let's do it it's just sex but sex with your ex can bring up all kinds of different things and it made me realize that I wanted a friendship from this person and all they wanted was what they could get out of me and I finally said no I've had enough we're not doing this and I finally just said no to all of it and it's been about a year now that I've really held to that conviction of not doing those those things anymore that I knew were unhealthy habits for myself. And I I recognized that a lot of my self-belief had a lot to do with why I was experiencing the feelings that I was feeling, why I wasn't making the money that I wanted to make, why I wasn't doing the things that I wanted to do, why I was putting myself in these positions where I was hurting myself and getting myself into debt and and just different things that really weren't good and it was because of my self-concept and now I recognize that I'm healing I, I haven't fully healed there are things that I haven't healed from and that's okay but I'm healing And I'm much more confident than I was even six months ago. And that's amazing. (laughs) But I want to end this episode by saying that even though you may have learned a concept earlier on in life, whether it was a concept that you learned in childhood and adolescence or even a concept that you learned in early adulthood, and young adulthood. You can always change your concept. And you can always change your belief systems. If you find that belief systems are no longer serving a purpose for you. Especially when it comes to yourself. At the end of the day, the most beautiful relationship that you are going to have is the one with yourself. And the most important relationship that you are going to have is the one with yourself. And if that relationship isn't healthy, then you create this world for yourself that's going to 
forever be unhealthy. So, ask yourself, what will make you feel healthy? What will make you feel happy? And sit down with yourself and even journal if you'd like on the beliefs that you have, both good and bad, and on the habits that you have, both good and bad, and on the thoughts that you have, both good and bad, and really evaluate what it is that you know that you can change and you know that you control, and allow yourself to surrender to what you can't control. Allow yourself to just be like, okay, this is something that I can't control, but I know that I can control myself and I know that I can control my responses. And if you feel like you need extra help with developing a new self-concept, don't, don't hesitate to ask for help from your friends. Don't hesitate to ask for help from family. Don't hesitate to ask for help from anyone in your life that you know is supportive and that you know is going to be there for you. And don't hesitate to help yourself by going to therapy if you need it. Everyone's journey is going to be different and you don't have to follow the same path as somebody else. And you should find what works for you. And if no one has told you today, you are beautiful, you are strong, you are capable, you are powerful, you are enough, you are worthy, you're a bad bitch, and I love you. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I hope that this episode helped you to, one, get to know me a little bit, and two, um, helped you to understand self-concept. I love you. Be blessed. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. The podcast is currently available on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. To be notified whenever I post a new episode, click the bell icon as you'll get personalized notifications whenever a new episode premieres. If you have any questions or you would like to submit a topic of discussion for a future episode, feel free to send me a direct message on Spotify or Anchor FM or reach out to me on my Instagram at Skellington Grin. You can also send these topics through my email at cartomancybyalice at gmail.com. That's C-A-R-T-O-M-A-N-C-Y-B-Y at gmail.com. I look forward to hearing from you, and I can't wait for you to continue to join me on the Skellington Grin Podcast.